Praise the Lord. I hope you all are doing good. For today's short meditation on the word of God, let us turn our attention to Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 through 11. Philippians 2 verse 5 through 11. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, uh, here in Philippians chapter 2, Paul is addressing to the believers of uh, the church in Philippi and uh, he is telling them or encouraging them to have an attitude as that of Christ or to imitate Christ or to have the same characteristics that Jesus Christ had. So, uh, uh, to look into the background of this letter, Paul is writing this letter to the believers in the church at Philippi. Now, Philippi was a Roman colony. Though it was not in Rome, the people at Philippi or the people uh, living in that Roman colony, they lived like the Romans because they were Romans. Though they were not in Rome, they had the same lifestyle, the thinking, the attitude, just like how the Romans in Rome had. So, uh, even though they were living in a different land, they still had the same lifestyle of their hometown. Now, Paul is comparing that to uh, explain that though we are living here on earth, we should also have the same uh, lifestyle like how we would or we should live a life worthy of the gospel or uh, we should always have this attitude that we are not of this world but we are the citizens of heaven. So, uh, Paul is uh, uh, explaining that in uh, various portions in Philippians or this letter and uh, here he is saying that we should have the attitude just like how Jesus Christ had. Now, uh, in this sermon, let's look into some of the characteristics uh, that Jesus Christ had and some of it, uh, there are many, but I just want to pick a few of it and explain how we can apply that in our lives as well. So, the first uh, thing that Paul himself is mentioning here is humility. So, uh, what does humility mean? So, uh, the dictionary defines it as the quality of being humble or having a modest or low view of one's importance. So, it is, uh, uh, it is a quality of being humble or a state of not being proud. Uh, so, Jesus Christ's uh, humility is mentioned here in verse 6 through 11. So, what does it say here that uh, Jesus Christ was being in very nature God himself. So, Jesus is God himself and though he was equal to God or he, though he was God himself, uh, that was the position of Jesus Christ uh, before he came to the earth. So, he had all the glory, he was the son of God and uh, he had all the riches 
and all the glory in heaven and uh, he was not uh, he was not obliged to come down to this earth but he chose to come down to this earth because he was humble so uh, though he was though he had all the glory in heaven he left all of that and he came down to this earth so that is christ's example of humility that we see though he was god himself he took the human form and even when he took the human form that itself says that he left all of what he was and he came uh, he took the human form that itself shows humility but even when he took the human form he chose to be born in a very uh, humble place or he was not born here uh, in a palace as a king or he was not born into a rich and wealthy family he was born in a manger uh, to mary and joseph who are very poor people but he uh, that again shows the humility of jesus and not just that while he lived here on earth also he was not very he was not boastful we see that he was very humble or he had that humility and uh, what is the reward of this humility we see in uh, verse 9 through 12 God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father so here we see that after Jesus Christ came down to this earth and uh, died on the cross and faced all of the humiliation from people he after he was risen up he went back and god exalted him or god made him superior than anything anything or everyone else and though there are people who do not believe this or though there are people who uh, do not even believe in the existence of jesus there will be a day when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess so all of the earth uh, from a uh, people from irrespective of whatever tribe or place or uh, whatever backgrounds they are from they will all bow down to jesus christ and all or every tongue will confess that jesus christ is lord so that is the uh, that is how god exalted jesus christ Uh, now uh, the same way we are supposed to have humility as well believers as christians we are supposed to have humility so uh, paul is uh, mentioning here in philippians chapter 2 verse 3 and 4 do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit but in humility consider others better than yourselves each of you should look not only to your own interests but also to the interests of others so what is paul saying here that we should consider others better than ourselves we should have humility so uh, there is this uh, saying that humility uh, or there is this uh, misconception that uh, when you say you are humble you are thinking that uh, you are nothing or uh, uh, that you are the least of the least and things like that so more than that it is not thinking less of yourselves but it is thinking of yourselves less so it is that more more than you think about yourselves or bother about who you are you are considering others greater or you are giving importance to the others more than you give importance to yourselves now the beginning of humility or humility begins when there is self denial 
so uh, Paul here, you should uh, remember that Paul is mentioning about being humble or having humility at a time when Greeks, Greek philosophy was uh, very uh, uh, prevalent. So, uh, what the, well, the, the Greek philosophers used to say that humility or that state of being humble is only for the weak. So, they uh, considered being humble as being weak or not being able to say something for themselves. So, at such a time, Paul is telling uh, the believers to be humble and to have the humility like Jesus Christ had. So, uh, what is uh, Paul trying to say here? So, it is not really possible in a human nature. Uh, to have humility. So, uh, the only way we can consider others more important than us or the only way we can uh, look into the interests of the others is when we deny ourselves. And uh, we see that the opposite of humility is pride. And uh, uh, the first uh, sin that is ever mentioned is about uh, the pride or uh, the, the the way uh, the angel uh, uh, Lucifer uh, felt proud or about himself and then he was cast down to this earth. So, uh, we see that the first uh, sin itself is pride and pride is very evident in the human nature and it's very difficult to break that pride. But it is possible with the grace of God. In uh, 1 Peter chapter, uh, uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, uh, we read like this uh, in 5 verse uh, 5 and 6 we read young men in the same way be submissive to those who are older all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. So, here we see uh, Peter saying that we are supposed to humble ourselves and he will lift us up in due time. So, God opposes the proud but then he lifts up the uh, uh, humble and uh, so but that should not give us a wrong notion that uh, or we should not have the goal of the reward and so pretend to be humble. We should be in nature itself humble and God will of course uh, reward and that uh, reward is to glorify God. So, we read that in uh, uh, two, uh, in Philippians chapter 2 verse 10 that uh, 2 verse 11 every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, everything that Jesus did was to glorify God the Father. So, in the same way we should also have the uh, humility or that attitude uh, so that we can glorify God through our lives. The next uh, attitude that we see mentioned here is the obedience of Jesus Christ. So, what was the relationship between Christ and uh, God? So, uh, Jesus Christ, though he is God himself, he is the son of God and uh, uh, Jehovah God was God the Father. So, the relationship uh, between uh, Jesus Christ and his father uh, in heaven was a very good relationship. He often, uh, he had a constant communication with the father and he was obedient uh, to whatever uh, the father commanded. So, he was obedient even to death and unto uh, death upon the cross is what uh, we read in Philippians chapter 2 verse 8 that he became obedient to death even death on a cross. So, uh, that was the attitude that Jesus Christ had. He had a very submissive attitude. Uh, we see that uh, very evident in his prayer at Gethsemane. Uh, so, he uh, before his crucifixion, he prayed, uh, Father, if, it, uh, if possible, take this 
cup of suffering away from me but yet uh, it is not my will but yours so we see that uh, he had that submissive uh, attitude uh, in uh, hebrews chapter uh, 5 verse 8 and 9 uh, we read like this although he was a son he learned obedience from what he suffered and once made perfect he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him so we see here that uh, jesus christ uh, was submissive and uh, because of that again he was lifted and uh, we see a similar example of obedience uh, in the old testament we see uh, abraham and isaac going for a sacrifice and uh, isaac Uh, uh so we have this uh thinking that isaac was a small boy and he could not tell anything to his father but he was actually a young man of say 30 uh, or 35 years so he had the energy he could have probably uh, easily uh, resisted or spoken against uh, his father when uh, his father tried to uh, sacrifice him but then isaac uh, submitted himself or was obedient to his father so uh, just like how uh, god uh, or jesus christ had this obedient and submissive attitude we as christians are supposed to be obedient and submissive to god what is our relationship with god he is our abba father we see that in john chapter uh, 1 verse 12 that god uh, jesus christ has given us the right to become the children of god and we have the right to call him abba father so when we are his children we are supposed to obey him in uh, john chapter 14 verse 15 and 23 we see uh, jesus saying that if you love me you will obey what i command so uh, we are supposed to obey the commandments of god when we are in a relationship with uh, jesus christ uh, or with god uh, when uh, jesus christ uh, gave his life itself for us we are supposed to give back something at least the least that we can do is to obey whatever he commands in james chapter 1 verse 22 we read like this do not be do, uh, do not be uh, listeners of the word just don't listen to the word of god and uh, uh, and not do it so if you listen to the word of god and not obey it then you are deceiving yourselves so be doers of the word not just listeners of the word obedience is a very important christian uh, trait because it helps us uh, to grow in christ so uh, as god uh, guides us in the way we should go if we obey god it will help us in our growth in christ but if we disobey god we would face consequences and we should also remember that delayed obedience is equal to disobedience so we should obey god undoubtedly so there are times when the holy spirit uh, when we are living a spirit filled li- uh, life or a spirit led life the holy spirit will uh, guide us and uh, Uh, convict us of uh, things that we are not supposed to do or uh, will encourage us to do certain things but then if we are delaying or if we are not obeying the holy spirit it will grieve him and uh, we might have to face uh, consequences later but then if we obey then we will grow in christ uh, we see the first sin of uh, the humans was doubting god and uh, disobeying god sometimes when god asks us to do certain things it might seem a little illogical or we might think how is it even going to work how why there's no point in me 
doing what you are what you are asking me to do because i don't see this uh, any way this would work but god works in ways that we cannot see and when god asks us something we should obey undoubtedly or without questioning god we should uh, submit to god we see in james chapter 4 verse 7 submit to god resist the devil and flee from him and uh, we should uh, also submit to god's law uh, when we uh, we can only submit to god's law if we are led by the spirit of god uh, in romans chapter 8 verse 7 we read like this the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to god it does not submit to god's law nor can it do so so if uh, if our uh, mind is governed by our flesh then we definitely cannot uh submit or obey to god's commandments we can submit to god only when we are uh, living a spirit led life and uh, only when we submit ourselves to the grace of god uh, alister big says like this the grace of god does not relieve me of my responsibility to be obedient the grace of god makes possible my obedience so the grace of god is not a license for us to disobey god and then come back whenever uh, we feel like coming back but the grace of god is something that helps us to be obedient even when we feel like disobeying god or even when we feel like uh, our uh, uh, it does not uh, go along with the logic of our brain uh we also see that we are supposed to submit to authorities we should have that attitude as well the uh, the human authorities uh, the government officials the leaders of the church uh, the leaders uh, of the government or the authorities that are placed above us they are placed by god himself so when we are submitting to the authority we are uh so first submitting to god and then submitting to the authority but if we are rebelling against the authority that god has placed over us then it is equal to rebelling against god himself so in hebrews chapter 13 verse 17 in first peter chapter 2 verse 13 to 14 and romans chapter 13 verse 1 through 7 we see uh, the authors saying that we should submit to authorities and we should do the right things and not be a burden to the the authorities and also in ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 we see children obey your parents in the lord for this is right so uh, though paul is saying there uh, for the little children to obey uh, the parents uh, we as children of god should also be obeying god the father the third uh, attitude of christ that i want to mention here is compassion now what is compassion compassion is a sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others now compassion is the quality that motivates the people to go out of their way to help we see that very evident in jesus life jesus when he walked here on earth he moved with compassion and he saw the people he was moved with compassion he uh, met their needs he uh, spoke to them and uh, he did miracles uh, because he was moved with compassion uh, now the other thing uh, uh, one one of the examples that i want to mention here is uh, uh, mentioned in matthew chapter 15 verse 32 uh, i'd like to read that verse matthew chapter 15 verse 32 we read like this jesus called his disciples to him and said i have compassion for these people they have already been with me 3 days and have nothing to eat i do not want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way so here we see that there were people 
who came to Jesus asking uh, the the blind were healed, the sick people were all healed, uh, and they were all sitting with Jesus, listening to the teachings of Jesus for three days. And Jesus said that He has compassion towards them, and He wanted to feed them, and uh, He did a miracle there, and He fed the people there. Uh, and in uh, John chapter eleven verse thirty five, we read that Jesus wept at the tomb of Lazarus, though He knew. that he was going to uh, raise lazarus up he was moved with compassion and he mourned with uh, mary and uh, martha uh, and also we see in uh, psalms chapter 145 verse 8 the lord is gracious and compassionate slow to anger and abounding in love in james chapter 5 verse 11 we, re- we read the lord is full of compassion and mercy so in the same way we are also supposed to be compassionate in uh, ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 we read be kind and compassionate to one another uh, also in uh, zechariah chapter uh, 7 verse 9 to 10 we read like this this is what the lord almighty says administer true justice show mercy and compassion to one another do not oppress the widow or the fatherless the alien or the poor in your hearts do not think evil of each other so here it is a commandment that we are supposed to show compassion towards the people around us so we should be uh, uh, compassionate we should help if possible uh, that is we should go out of our way to help people or to show compassion we should go out of our comfort zone uh, so we should not just be sympathetic but we should also be empathetic what does that mean we should not just look at the uh, sufferings of the people and feel sorry for them and just walk away but if we have the resources to help we should help them or if we uh, have the energy to uh, help them uh, do some work then we should do that so we should uh, be moved with compassion and we should help them we see in the story of uh, the good samaritan that uh the levite and the priest they didn't have compassion towards the uh, they just uh, saw the man who was about to die and uh, they just felt pity and they just walked away but then we see the good samaritan he had compassion towards them uh, towards this uh, dying man so in the same way we are supposed to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn so we are supposed to show compassion as christians uh the uh, fourth uh, attitude of christ that we see is uh, that i want to mention is love now the best demonstration of love is uh, shown by jesus christ at the cross of calvary uh, in john chapter 3 verse 16 we say uh, we read that god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life so it is the unconditional love of god because uh, jesus christ died for the unworthy people it is not that jesus died for his uh, friends or people who were uh, of the same level as him uh, it makes sense that way if if you know uh, somebody and you uh, you think okay there is some uh, if if there is some sacrifice that you're doing and then uh, it is for somebody who is worthy it makes sense but then Here we we read in Romans chapter five verse eight that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, and He just didn't die and uh, save us from sins or open a way so that we might have uh, salvation and 
uh, we might receive eternal life and just forget about us he is still interceding uh, for us uh, beside god and he is uh, still loving us and he is still molding us correcting us and making us holy so that we might uh, receive that eternal life in the same way we are also supposed to love one another in uh, john chapter 15 verse 12 uh, we see jesus commanding his disciples love each other as i have loved you so we are supposed to have this selfless love and uh, we should be even ready to give our life for the brethren or uh, for uh, the people uh, or, uh, for uh, the brethren and uh, we also see that we are supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves uh, that is uh, that is humanly not possible but then when we remember uh, that christ died for us even when we were still sinners we were not worthy of that love but uh, the same way uh, we should also have the, uh, we should be able to love our neighbors as ourselves and we should be able to love our enemies and those who persecute us uh, so even though it is uh, humanly impossible we should uh, we should be filled with god's love only then can we uh, uh, reciprocate that love towards the others now what are the characteristics of love we read that in 1 corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 uh, to 7 love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it is not rude it is not self seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoices with truth it always protects it always loves uh, trusts always hopes and always perseveres so this is uh, the characteristics of love uh, so uh, we see that uh, many uh, christian missionaries shook the world not because of their uh, loud voice or their loud uh, loud preaching but then because of the love that they showed towards the fellow human beings so uh, people understood that they had christ's love in them and that is how they received christ so in the same way we are supposed to have love uh, because it is an attitude of christ and we are supposed to have that as well uh, the next uh, attitude or characteristic of christ that i want to mention is forgiveness again the ultimate symbol of forgiveness is the cross though god is a god of justice he is also a god of love and he forgave us by paying a price and the price was jesus death on the cross In Matthew chapter 9 verse 5 we see that Jesus healed a paralytic man and forgave his sins. So he has the authority to forgive sins and he forgave the sins of the people. Uh, uh, and even uh, when Jesus was dying on the cross when people were persecuting him when people were uh, going to kill him what did Jesus say to his uh, about his murderers? Jesus prayed for them and he said father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing now in ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 again uh, we read be kind and compassionate forgiving each other so we are supposed to forgive each other uh, when uh, we see uh, the lord's prayer in matthew chapter 6 verse 12 so there we see uh, jesus say uh, telling us or teaching us father forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us so uh, it is uh, that if we uh, forgive others or if we want our sins to be forgiven we should also forgive uh, the people it is a, re- a replica of what uh, we have received in our life because we have received the forgiveness of uh, sins in our life we know 
the happiness that we receive uh, the when there is forgiveness of sins in the same way we are supposed to forgive our fellow human beings in matthew chapter 18 verse 21 through 35 we see the parable of an unmerciful servant so here we see how uh, the, there was one person who paid off the debt of uh, his servant but that servant uh, went to another man who had taken uh, a debt from him and he did not forgive uh, that man so when the master came to know that this servant did not forgive the other man uh, this master put him in jail uh, saying that though i forgive you you could not forgive the other man so in the same way because we have received forgiveness from god we are supposed to forgive others now uh, when we say we are supposed to forgive others it does not mean that we are approving of their mistakes it is just that we are forgiving them and uh, giving them a chance to correct themselves we are there is room for correction uh, also now uh, forgiveness creates peace and harmony in a fellowship because uh, paul is saying again bear with one another or uh, uh, to create peace and harmony uh, but more than creating peace and harmony in the uh, in the fellowship around us uh, it creates peace within ourselves lewis b smith says like this to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover the prisoner was you so when we forgive others we are actually freeing ourselves or bringing peace upon ourselves uh, also uh, it is not in our hands to take revenge because god says that revenge is the lord's so we should only forgive wholeheartedly and if there is something uh, that deserves a revenge then god uh, will judge whether it deserves a revenge or not so we should only forgive and pray that god also forgives that person Uh, so i want to conclude uh, by saying that we should have the attitude of christ and live in harmony uh, so what are the uh, uh, attitude that we uh, saw we should have humility we should have obedience we should have compassion love and forgiveness i want to conclude by reading uh, colossians chapter uh, 3 verse 12 through 14 therefore as god's chosen people holy and dearly loved clothe yourselves with compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another forgive as the lord forgave you and over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity